During the time of Rav Yasef, there was a terrible wrath in the world from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As Rashi says, And there was a terrible famine. So Amalei Rabbanon Rav Yasef, Rabbanon said to Rav Yasef, You should have him for us to make sure that this hunger and this famine goes away. So Rav Yasef responded, and Madach by Elisha, where we find that he had 2,200 Talmidim that stayed with him and were dependent on him in order to have sustenance and support. And when the Rabbanim would leave from him and they left the base Medrash, there was still 2,200 Talmidim left over. And even so, when they needed Rachmanis and there was a terrible hunger, that Elisha did not daven for them and did not make sure that this hunger and this famine went away. And therefore, Kalshkein, Ana, Iboy Rachbi, how could it be that I, who the Gemara later on will tell us, that Rabbi only had 400 Talmidim that remained behind when the Talmidim left the base Medrash, should I go and daven and make sure that this famine goes away? It's improper for me to do so. And before we continue, let's just remember that at the bottom of Kofayim Beis, the Gemara brought a Pasuk from Malachim Beis, Parak Dalad, Pasuk Mem Beis, which is discussing a period of time where there was a terrible famine during the years of Elisha. And the Pasuk says, And the way the Gemara understands it is a person came from a place called Baal and he brought to Elisha, who is called the Ishalikim, one loaf of regular bread, as it says, Lechem Mikurim, then 20 loaves of Sarim, as it says, Estam Lechem of Sarim of Bali, the Kamel referring to fresh kernels in their husk, and that equal 22 portions of some sort of Lechem and some sort of Mazinus. And the Gemara now asks, How do we know that Elisha had 2200 Talmidim with him and he was supporting them? As it says in the Pasuk in Malachim Beis, when they got this gift, so the Mishoris of Elisha was told by Elisha, to give this food to his Talmidim, and he said, How could I put such a small amount of food in front of a hundred men? And the Gemara now asks, What do you mean that it's going in front of a hundred men? If you're saying that the 22 loaves would be given and served to a hundred people, that's a lot of food to give people during the year of a famine, and therefore that wouldn't have been such a major thing for the Mishars of Elisha to withhold giving this to those people. What it means in the Pasuk is that the person, the Mishari of Elisha, was saying, How could it be thou put one loaf of bread in front of every hundred people? And we see, since there were 22 loaves of bread, and each loaf of bread was given to a hundred people, so there were 2,200 people that were remaining with Elisha during the famine. And the Gemara continues, When the Rabbana left from the Yeshiv Rav, there still remained 1,200 that remained there because they were being supported by Rav. And we Rav Huna have a Pashi and from the Yeshiva of Huna, there was left over 800 Rabbanan when the base marriage emptied out. And the Gemara now gives us an understanding of how many Talmidim Rav Huna had as the Shirum. As the Gemara explains, Rav Huna have a Darish, but play Samurai. And Rav Huna Dashin, he would say over the Joshua, and he had 13 Talmidim that would stand in various spots away from Rav Huna, and they would be able to listen to the Shirum, and then they would say over the Shirum to remaining people in order that everyone should be able to hear the Shirum. So you see how large of a group there was by the Shirum. Of Rav Huna. And the Gemara continues, when the Rabbanan got up from the Shiva of Rav Huna and from learning and from the Shurim, and they would shake off their clothing, and the dust would be so great that it would rise up and cover over the sun and it would darken the sky. So they would say, that we see that it must be Rav Huna finishes Shir and all of the people got up in Bavel. And the Mepharshim explained that this is just a Guzma Ba'alma, it means that in the 
Yisrael, they would use Rav Hunish Yurim as a mushal, so when there was a lot of dust in the air, they would say, it must be Rav Hunish Talmidim just got up because it's so dusty. And the Gemara continues to the point that they had to make, Kimifter Rabbanon, the Rabbi Rabbi Yisif, when Rabbanon left from the Yeshiva of Rabbi Rabbi Yisif, Havid Paishid was still remaining in the base Medrash because Rabbi Yisif had to support them. Abban May Rabbanon, 400 Talmidim, the Karl Nafshau, Yasmi, and they referred to themselves as Yisaimim because they had so few Talmidim remaining and they weren't even on the level of Rav Huna or Rav or, of course, Elisha. And Kihavid Mifter Rabbanon, Mibay Abaya, when Rabbanon left from in front of Abaya, for Aminlaw and Bay Rapapa, and some say from the Yeshiva Rapapa, for Aminlaw and Bay Rabashi, and some say from the Yeshiva Rabashi, Havid Paishi Master Rabbanon, there were only 200 Talmidim Chum that were left over, the Karnaf Shai, Yasmi, Yasmi, and they considered themselves to be Yisaimim of Yisaimim as compared to Rab and Rab Yasef. And the Mefarshim discussed that even though Rab Yasef made this Kavachayma, and he said it doesn't make sense for me Davin during an Eden Rizcha because Elisha didn't do so either, but Lamaisa we find in Gemara Mesechtis Tainis that there are specific ways to Davin during times of famine, and Lachari, why didn't they follow standard procedures and the Tfilas that are mentioned in Mesechtis Tainis when there is a famine? And the Gemara continues that in the Gemara and Daf Kufheim Ralph we mentioned, So now our Gemara continues and discusses other things that were paid out of the Trumas Halishka. So Amr Bishra Baradifa, Amr Bami, those that inspected for Mumin in Yushlaim for the Kabbalah Siva and for Kabbalah Yachid, they would take the Schar from the Trumas Halishka, from the Machsa Shekel that was given every single year into this Trumas Halishka. And the Gemara continues, that those Talmud Chum that taught Hilchah Shechita to the Kainim, and Tais points out this includes Hilchah Malika because Shechita by Behema is the same as Malika by Eifes, they would actually get the Schar from the Shum Salishka as well. And the Gemara continues, Amrav Gidal, Amrav, if Gidal says the name of Rav, Talmud Chum, Amram, Hilchah Kmitzel Kainim, Nightmill Schar, Machum Salishka, Talmud Chum would taught the Hilchah Kmitzel Kainim, which as Rashi Madur Khan brings down, Vizuya Vaidu Koshish of Midash, as we learned to the Gemara Mesech Zuma, that this is Avaidu Koshish in the Midash, Vichol Shoy, Eiskin, Lil and at all times they were busy teaching the way to do a proper Kmitzah to every Mishma would also get the Schar from the Trumas Alishka. Now at least all of these have some Shaykhs to the Kabbanis and therefore it made sense that it came from the Trumas Alishka. And the Gemara continues, Those who would check out the Svarim in Yishlaim which we'll define in a moment, they would also take the Schar from Trumas Alishka. So Rashi says, we're talking about that all types of Svarim that belong to any people, even they weren't part of the Mishmidosh, since it's also for a person to keep a safer, meaning any of the Tanakh in the home, which is not authentic and has mistakes, and Bezin saw that people were being lazy about this, and they weren't being careful, and they were going to allow the money from the Chumasalishka to be used in order to hire people to make sure to check all the Sifri Kaidish. And of course, as we understand, prior to the advent of the printing press, the integrity of our Tanakh was of extreme importance to the continuation of Klai Yisrael. And the Rashi comes out that these Magiyas firm have nothing to do with Avodah. However, the Talmud and Rajba learn our Gemara that's talking about Magiyas firm is Tzorich Avodahim, Klai Masvarim Shehepehem, Hayo Akainim Leimdim Seidavodah. We're talking about those books in Svarim that were needed for the Kayan to learn how to do Davodah. And Rashi Madura Kamar doesn't say that we're referring to all Tanakh, but Rashi says, Sifri Tayyar Shibishlaim, Shikolachav Echad, Hayo Isis Sefitari Laatzboy, and So we see that you shouldn't take a wage to go and check a behemoth of 
Kachim. And over here we said, And Tais verse says that just like he said in Tais on Daf Kofay Umlav, that Kol Shah Yeshmin Din, Vilay Eiskin Bishum Lacha, Vilay Hoylam Bimalis Banis, Vayamutal Alatibul of Fanson. So over here also, these people that would check in Mum in Yishlaim that didn't have any other Panasa were allowed to take money from the base of Mikdash in order to make sure that they had Panasa. And Ayin Tais over here, where he gives another tarot and he wants to make a chilot between the ones who checked out Bechayres and the ones that checked out other types of Kachim, Ayin Shum. And the Gemara continues, Abraham Nachman Amrav, Rav Nachman says the name Rav, Nashim Argus Beprechis, Nathan Scharis, Mintrub Salishka, that those women who would weave the Prechis, the curtains for the base of Mikdash, would take their Schar and take their wages from Trub Salishka. And Rav Nachman continues, Vani Oymen, I argue on Rav, and I say, Mikachi Bedekabayas, Hil Prechis, Tachis Bin Yasuyas, that the women would actually get paid from Kachi Bedekabayas, since the Prechis were actually in place of the building of the base of Mikdash, and therefore, since that to do with the building of the base of Mikdash, so they would take the money from the Bedekabayas. And the Gemara continues in Isakasha on Rav Nachman Meisve. We have a Bryce that says Nashim or Argus Beprechus. Those women who would weave the Prechus, who based Gamma or Meis Lechem Panim, and also the base Gamma who knew how to make the Lechem Panim, which were made in a very specific fashion, which were very difficult to make. Who based Aftinus on Meis Tekteris, and also the base Aftinus that knew exactly how to make the Kateris. And of course, that was also very difficult and had to be done exact and very precise. They would all take their Schar and their wages from Chubas Alishka. So we see that it came from Chubas Alishka and not from Kachir Bedekabayas. And the Gemara answers, Hasim Bidabavi. When the Brisa says that Nashim Argus Beprechis, that they would take their wages from Chubas Alishka, that was specifically talking about those curtains that closed up the entranceways to the base of Migdash and other entrances, as we'll see in a moment. And when Rav Nachman says that Nashim Argus Beprechis would take their wages from Kachir Bedekabayas, he's referring to specifically those Beprechis that actually separated between the Kaidish and Kaidish Kadashim during the time of Bayashani. And as we have learned previously, and we will learn in Masechus Babasra in detail, during the time of Bayash Rishon, there was actually a wall that separated between the Kaidish and Kaidish Gadashim, which was called an Amatraxin. It was an Amathik, and it was a Shailif that's part of the Kaidish and Kaidish Gadashim. In any case, during the Bayashani, where the height of the base of Mugdash was much higher than the height of the Bayash Rishon, so therefore that Amatraxin would not have been able to stand, as the Gemara in Babasra explains in great detail, and therefore the Rabbanon made two different Prechas, two curtains, one at the exit of the Kaidish and one at the entrance of the Kaidish Gadashim, and there was a separation of Amma between those two Prechas. And the wages for the women that actually wove those Prechas, those curtains, would come from Bedekabayas, and that's exactly where Nachman says, Hoyl Prechas Tachas Binyasuyas, because those curtains were in place of the Amatraxin, and the curtains were in place of an actual wall. And the Gemara continues, the Amr Amrab, because Rabzir says in Amrab, Shlisha Asa Prechas Hayabim Migdashani, there were 13 curtains in Migdashani, Shiva Kneged Shiva Sharon, there were seven, used for privacy, and when the gates of the base of Migdash were open, they were there in order that people should not be able to look in and the Kehanim should not be distracted from people that were outside. And even though really there were 13 gates, however, six of them were much smaller and those gates did not have these curtains. There was one curtain for the opening of the Kaidish, which is number eight. And number nine was that there was one by the opening of the Ulam. There was also two curtains that we just discussed, which separated between the Kaidish and Kedashim and was in place of the Amitraxin. That was number 10 and number 11, and then there were two more, which were 12 and 13, Beis Kenegdom Baliyah, and two more, which were also in place of the Amitraxin, they used to go up all the way to the Aliyah, to the attic of the Kodesh and Kodesh Gadashim, and over there also there was a separation between the Kodesh and Kodesh Gadashim, which was demarcated by two curtains. And the Gemara continues, Tanar Abadam, we learned, Nashim and Magadus B'nai Lepara, that those women, we learned about in Masechus Pare in Paragimel, as well as in Masechus Sukkah in great detail, that when they were already expecting, they went and lived in 
an area in Ushlayim which was specially built on top of very large boulders and large stones and under those stones there was a tefach which was empty and therefore there was no tumor that was underneath that and this way they made sure that their children lived Bektusha Vitaira because the Rabbanim wanted to make sure that they did everything in order to show the Chumrah of the Paraduma because in one aspect the Rabbanim were makel benegeya the Tumor of Paraduma because they said that the person who actually went and did the tire of the Paraduma would actually be a Tful Yoyim and therefore the Rabbanim wanted to show the stringencies and therefore they did many things as Chumrahs in the Meipara and the Meichatas since these women were raising their children in this area and they didn't have an ability to work so therefore the Bryce says they would take wages from the Chumrah and this way they would be supported and Abishol says it didn't come from Chumrah but the wealthy women in Yushlayim would take upon themselves that they would feed them and they would also provide them clothing and covers for sleep as Rashi says and before we continue with the next Gemara let's just review something we learned in Masech Tashkolim as we know and all of Klai will come and give a half a shekel to the base of Mikdash and these Shkolim were used for the Kabbana Tziva however there were other uses for the Shkolim as well and there were four different parts of the Shkolim there was number one something called Chumas Elishka there's something called Moisat Chuma there's something called Shiyar Elishka and there's also Moisat Shiyar Elishka so what are these? so we know when the Yidim brought the Machsa Shekel they brought it in their cities then they were delivered and they were sent to the base of Mikdash itself and they were put into Elishka from the Elishka they were separated three times a year but praise HaPesach but praise HaSukkis and but praise HaTzeres and each time they would fill up three basketfuls and that was called Trumas Elishka and on each basket it was written Aleph, Bez and Gimel now the Shkolim of one year weren't used for the next year and therefore when they got to Rishchidosh Nisan and there were extra Shkolim in these baskets that is called Moisad Truma as these coins were already taken off as Truma from the Lishka and now they were excess and this surplus is called Moisad Truma in addition there were extra coins that were left over in the actual room where they put all the Shkolim which was the Lishka and anything that was left over at the point after Nisan when they didn't need any more money for the Kabbana Siba was called Shiyar Lishka as this money was a surplus that was left over in the Lishka itself and the Truma wasn't done with it at all and as we will see they used to build and maintain the walls and the towers of the city with this money and any excess money after they already fixed up the Chaymas Eir Omegdelesea what is called Moisei Shiyar Lishka and the Gemara begins and we continue at Afkav Vavim Beis Klei Shores Maoshi Yasu do we go and purchase clay shores from Kotche Bedekabayis? Do we say that since it was used on a Mizbech as Rashi says, that it's considered like a building and not a clay, and therefore it should be brought from the Kotche Bedekabayis also? Or do we say that it's actually a need for the carbon? And they would make the clay for the Mizbech using funds from the Chumas Halishka. And Amalei, so Rav responded back to Rav Huna, that these clay shares were used and made from the Chumas Alishka. And Rav Huna responded back to Rav, Isfel, Isio Kasha, because we have a Pusik in Divir Yamim during the renovation that Yoyish HaMelech did during the time of Yehoyada Kayin. It says in the Pusik, and when they finished the renovations, they brought in front of Yoyish, they brought the remnants of the Kasev, and they made clay shares for the Basim Midrash, and therefore we see that it came from Kacha Bedekabayas and not from the Chumas Alishka. And Amalei, so Rav responds back to Rav Huna that you Rabbi that taught you Ksuvim and therefore you knew the Pasuk in Ksuvim did not teach you a similar Pasuk that's talking about the same period of time in the VM where it says in Melachim 
Mavukhli Kesef, Mina Kesef Hamuva Beis Hashem. And the Pasuk over there specifically says that that money that was being brought for the Bedeka Bayis and to fix up and to renovate the Beis Migdash should not be used in order to create instruments or Klisharis. And the Pasuk continues and says, Kila Isa Mlacha Yitnu, Vichiska Bayis Beis Hashem. And clearly we see that all the money that was brought for Yaish Hamelech and Vayayada to build the Beis Migdash had to be used for the renovations and not for Klisharis. And the Gemara is, Hihachi Kashu Krayadadi. Since both of these Psukim are talking about the same period of time, so there's a steer in the Psukim because in the Pasuk in Ksuvim that Rahuna brought, it seems to say that they actually used the Bedekabayas in order to make the Klesharis, and the Pasuk in Navi, which Rab brought, it seems to be saying that they weren't able to make any of the Klesharis from the Bedekabayas, and they had to make it from the Chumas Alishka. And the Gemara answers, like Kash, it's not a steer, Kanshagavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavav
Rava, like Rava explains, that just like we find him in Sechlis Pesachim, where the Gemara says, that after we brought the Eilah, then you could stop bringing other Kabbanas, but prior to the Eilah, referring to the Tamil Shashacha, you can't bring other Kabbanas, and the Gemara over there asks, how do we know that we're talking about the Tamil Shashacha, and the Gemara answers, we're talking about that Eilah that we already spoke about first, when we spoke about the Kabbanas, and over there we speak about the Tamil Shashacha first, and over here also when it says, Eshahar Kesef, so therefore we're telling us that Kesef, which is considered Shar, we're referring to that Kesef, which has excess, as the Gemara says, Hachinami, here also, HaKesef, Kesef Rishon. Even though the Gemara has a riot to Shita Rab from this Tanah Dvei Rabishmal, however, the Gemara still is, Meisvei, HaKetayus V'chol Kabbanasiba Barim Mitchumas Halishka, that the Ketayus and all Kabbanasiba come from the actual Chumas Halishka, from the Maxa Shekel, which were taken out of the Lishka and placed into the three Kupas three times a year. However, the Mizbech Hazav, Ula Vayna Uklisharis, Barim Mimaisin Asachim, the Mizbech Hazav, that Rashi explains it's Kleu, it's something which was a Kleu, Veloi Binyin, Sheinu Mechubal Adama, it's not attached to the ground, and it could be movable, therefore it has a din like a kli, as well as the levaina, which was used on the shulchan, and the grot takes out the word levaina, and all klisharis came from the maisa of the nesachim. Now, maisa and nesachim have to do with the nesachim that were brought for every single carbon which contained flour, and Rashi brings down both of the shitas that are brought in Mesechtas Menaches on Daf Tzadik exactly what these shiari have in nesachim were, but it's not a sugya for this moment. And we see from this b'risa that the klisharis came from Maisa Nesachim and not from the Trumas Halishka and the Brisa continues Mizbech Ha'ila the Mizbech Ha'ila which was Mechubal Akaka and therefore had a din like a binyan Halishka is Vazaris and the Lishkas as well as all the Azaris when they needed money either to build or to repair Barim Kachir Bedekabayis that would come from Kachir Bedekabayis however Chutz Lechemis Azara any area that was outside of the walls of the Azara Barim Mishiyar Halishkas that would come from the excess and from the surplus money of the Lishkas of the chamber in which the Machsa Shekel was placed as Rashi says Kagoyin Ezus Nashim Vachel and the Bryce finishes off. This is what it was taught us. Anything that was used for the walls of the city of Shlaim and for its towers and for any Tzorchir would come from the Shiara Lishka. And the Gemara answers, There's Machlaikis Tanayim. The Tanan, as we have a Mishnah in Mesech Lishkalim, Maisa Chuma Mahoy Eisimba, when Rishchidish Nisan came and it was extra money in the three Kupais which were marked Aleph, Bez, and Gimel and which was separated out of the room, out of the Lishka three times a year, and at this point, since it's already Rish Chayish Nisan, they would no longer be able to use this money for the Kabbanis of the next year, but what would they do with this money? So the Tanakhama says, They would make gold plating, which was used for the floors and the walls of the base says, During the time of the base of Mikdash, it was proper and it was the cover for the base of Mikdash, that there should always be Kabbanis, and there should always be something burning on the top of the Mikdash. So at times when it was a long day and there wasn't enough kabanas, there weren't enough nedarim and nedavis in order to keep the mizbeach very busy. So they had excess funds in the base mikdash, which they used to buy kabanas, and they used to use those kabanas at those times when there weren't enough kabanas, and they used to place them onto the mizbeach. And the lashon of kayets is a lashon of a fig, as Rashi brings in mesechtes menaches develays kaadim shemavin loy teinim laachasuda, just like someone brings the dessert of figs to someone after a suda, and these kabanas acted as dessert for the and in a moment, the Gemara will discuss exactly what Meisapirus are. And Rabbi Shmuel teaches us that the Klesharis were brought from the Meisa Truma, from the excess, and from the surplus money of the actual Truma Salishka, which were already placed in the Kupais. And the Mishnah continues, Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva argues on Rabbi Shmuel. He says, Meisa Truma, that actually the remnant of the Truma would be used for Kayan Sumas And that was from the excess money 
that was left over in the kupais and meisa nesachim leklisharis, and the excess money of the nesachim were used for klisharis, which is exactly like the brice that we had before. And the extra kabbonis for the mizbeach was bought from the meisa nesachim and meisa truma leklisharis, and the klisharis were bought with meisa truma. And Rabbi Shmuel Ramchlinus Kanakainim agreed that the klisharis was bought from meisa truma. And the Mishnah ends off v'zeh v'zeh loy hayu ma'idim pears that both Rabbi Kiva and Ramchlinus Kanakainim argue on Rabbi Shmuel, and they say there was no such thing as pears. And we will explain this point in a moment. But the main point of the Gemara is that both Rabbi Shmuel and Ramchlinus Kanakainim agree to Rav that the din is that meisa truma was used for klisharis, that the excess money that was left over in the kupais of the machza shikal were used for the klisharis. And of course, Rabbi Shmuel shita over here. Is exactly the same shita as the Tanvir Bishmal that we had before, who said Klisharis Bar Mitchumasalishka, and even though over there he said Mitchumasalishka, it really means me Maisa Chumasalishka. The Gemara continues, Rabbi Shmal stated Maisa Pirus Lakayatum's Bech, and the Gemara asked Pirus Mai, what type of prophets did the base of Migdash have? And the Gemara explains the Tani we learned to the Baisa, Maisa Chuma Mayo Isimba, when there was a surplus of the Chumasalishka, and it was excess money in the three kupas, like Pirus Bizoil, then the Gizba and the base of Migdash would have a business going on. And they would buy payers cheaply because they were able to buy it in bulk and they would buy it wholesale. And they would sell these payers for a profit and they would sell it retail. And with the profits, they would actually use them to buy kabonis in order to keep the mizbech warm and in order to give the dessert to the mizbech. And this is what Rabbi Shmuel taught us that the mice payers go to the mizbech. And the Gemara now says, And what did it mean when we said that Rabbi Kiram do not agree with the payers, and the Gemara explains that Tan Meisa Shiori Lishka Mayo Eisim Ben Loichem Ben Yein Shmonim Mustoltois Vaschal Hegdish to Rabbi Shmuel. As we said, Rabbi Shmuel holds that any excess money that we had in the Lishka, they would take that money, they would buy wine, oil, and flour, and other items, and then they would sell it, and their profit would go to Hegdish. And as Rabbi Shmuel Lishitase taught us in the Mishnah Masech Lishkalim, those Meisa payers would go to Kairos Hamizbeach. However, Rabbi Kiva Imer, Rabbi Kiva, and by extension, Rabbi Chinin. Both argue on Rabbi Shmuel, and they say a mistake of Mishal Hegdish that the Gizba could not make a business out of the money of Hegdish, and Afloy Bishalaniim, and you also allowed to make a business out of money that's sitting in the kupa of Tzedakah. And the Gemara explains Bishal Hegdish my time away. Why is it that you now do business with money of Hegdish? The Gemara answers in Anias b'Makam Ashiris because we have a cloud that there's no Anias in the place of Ashiris. And as Rashi says in Masechtas Tamid, the Chol Maseim ba'Ishu Yisrael. And even though sometimes we say Hatayir Chasal Mainu Shel Yisrael, even the base of Mikdash, we have to understand when we say each cloud. And the Gemara now explains, and why is it that we can't do business with money of Tzedakah if there are no Anim right now to take the money? So it makes sense to take the money and invest it and make money for the Anim. And the Gemara answers, because maybe during the time period that you're investing money, you won't have any cash on hand and an Ani will come and want to get money from Tzedakah and you won't be able to support him. And therefore, Rabbi Kiva said that Rabbanon said they now do any business with money of Tzedakah, and we will stop over here.